When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Well, the Eagles season has mercifully <laughs> come to an end to the delight of some, to the expect, uh, I guess, expectation of others, to the downright uh, depression of others. It's 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 always sad when a when an Eagles season comes to an end because you look forward to it all year it comes around and as quickly as it comes around it ends in this season while many of us Stephen, us included conditioned ourselves for a loss like this for it to end because we, we the writing was on the wall we tried to hype ourselves up brand new season in the playoffs all of it we 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 watched this team over the last six weeks and we knew what it was you expected a little more fight than a 32-9 to blow out <laughs> to Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but lo and behold the Eagles could not tackle to save their lives they could not put drives together they had a couple of flash plays obviously thanks to uh Devontae Smith but um just just not enough just too much going on behind the scenes or whatever is is up with the Eagles too much disconnect between the offense and and it called cultivates in a blowout loss in the wild card round a playoff exit after starting 10 and 1 and winning that overtime game against the Buffalo Bills the Eagles have won one singular game afterwards Steven, if you would have told me after that game you hold up the box score you see the records Eagles 10 and 1 Bills uh 6 and 6 if i if 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 <laughs> i would have told you that one of these teams is going to be playing in divisional round weekend and the other team is going to fizzle out and lose out in the wild card and only win one game after that you i would have assumed that the eagles were the ones playing in the division round, but it's over and and it's going to be a long off season steven we don't really have a structure for this show we don't have notes in front of us we're kind of just here to uh to, to to air out our grievances i guess and vent and and talk with the rest of i'm sure a frustrated and and sad eagles fan base as as the season comes to an end do you really want me to talk about this game? Oh, you can talk about whatever you want. You want to talk about <laughs> the, the snowstorm, the weather, the ice outside? You can talk about that if you want. Uh, well, the news today, in my opinion, was Jason Kelsey retiring. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, look, all-time great, just absolutely sad way for it to end um the the shot of him you know crying even tears were flowing before that game ended last night it hit me different it it, you know it's really strange because uh 
there's a part of me that wants to sit here and talk about what we've talked about the last three or four months on this podcast. But, uh, you know, I feel like we really, and I'm not saying this to throw shade or anything like that, but it, it just sucks. That's the way things tend to go in sports and even life. But I feel like we really started to take Jason Kelsey for granted. I feel like it's unreal. The person he is, obviously the player, um, and just the impact and everything that he was like, he'll always be known for that Super Bowl speech, I should say, during you know the parade speech. Uh, but I went back and was watching a bunch of his other speeches and stuff like that, and he just embodies, you know, everything here. And, and it's funny because right now we're in a time where Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, could be on his way out. And I'm not here to attack his character. I feel like I've attacked enough people's character. Uh, I- I'm exhausted personally. But it's it's funny because one of the, the first things that was brought up about Nick Sirianni when he started his, his time here in Philly was that people felt like maybe he wasn't genuine. It felt like he was trying to fit in too much. I don't know. We'll see what happens if they decide to move on from him. But one thing's for sure, you just can't you can't argue whether or not Jason Kelsey was like genuine or whatever. Like he literally embodies everything it means to be an athlete here, uh, the fan base, everything. I mean, got the place in Sea Isle, drinking with the fans. Like I didn't realize how many things he's done with the fans, you know. And it's just like wow, like this. It's it, it, I'm sad. Like I'm sad. Uh, it, it's strange because I'm really, really sad. His career's over and it ended this way. Boy, is his resume fantastic! I think he's a Hall of Famer. Forget Eagles Hall of Fame. I think he's an NFL Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play that position. Um, yeah. I mean, I could talk for two hours straight about this guy. I could talk all day about him, but um, I, I feel relief that this Eagles football season is over because I feel like it took years <laughs> off my life. But I, I feel I feel just a lot of like sadness about the Jason Kelsey retirement. Obviously, we saw this coming. I mean, it's been years leading up to this. It did feel like whatever happened this season, he was probably going to call it quits after this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry if I made you choke up a little bit. I'm just like <laughs> just a lot today, you know. It's been it's been a hell of a ride for 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 Jason Kelsey and uh, yeah it is sad for it to end this way. He's been flirting with retirement for for a few seasons now. We we had a feeling he would come back this season after getting so close to another Super Bowl title uh, last year. He felt like the team had a chance to go back, and then obviously that did not come to fruition in 2023. But you mentioned his resume it speaks for itself. Uh, 13 seasons with the Eagles, seven time Pro Bowler, six time First Team All Pro, and obviously a Super Bowl champion, and he holds. Uh, what is the what is the record for most consecutive starts? So he's a, he's up there. I forget what the exact record Which is. Which is crazy, man. That's the entire other angle of this that I didn't even touch on. Like he played center. Like that mm-hmm. guy snaps the ball every play. He's getting smashed in the face every single play. And just think of all the different Eagles quarterbacks he's played with and coaches for that matter. Like he was, he's literally one of us. You know what I'm saying? Like. I guess, did he begin with Andy Reid? Yeah, he was here when Reid was here, yep. So Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni, the Super Bowl win, the Super Bowl loss. 
Um, Nick Foles, Michael Vick, I'm sure he played with. Who am I missing? I'm not sure if he played with Donovan. I'm not sure. Um, you know, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, he snapped the ball to. Like, holy hell, man. Isn't that crazy to think about? Jason Kelsey also played a role in Andy redrafting uh, Travis Kelsey, so he can thank him for uh, wow. <laughs> for 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 that. But it's 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 hell hell of a career. Sad sad way for it to end. You hope that they would get um, back to it for, for to this to the Super Bowl for another chance at a ring. But thank well, you. Only, you mentioned- only in Philly, by the way, could something like this happen where an ugly position. Is, is so beloved and i believe if i'm not mistaken he, he either led the nfl in jersey sales or was among the highest which is insane he's a center he's a center man one you know what i'm beloved, saying like beloved, every uh... you know you can look around the league i'm sure there's fan bases and fans that buy lineman jerseys right but it's just rare it's not like this you know yeah. it's just not like this doesn't happen doesn't doesn't happen too often and his jersey will definitely be retired i don't think another eagle will wear that number and uh he'll definitely be a first ballot hall of famer when he does i believe 2029 is the first year he will be eligible for it and i'm sure he'll be a shoe in um so so happy retirement to jason kelsey he's apparently the report is he told teammates he's retiring um but apparently um you know <laughs> brandon graham was on wip earlier or wherever i forget if it was wip or not um but he said that kelsey hasn't hasn't officially retired yet so i guess he's holding out hope personally but it sounds like that he is calling it a uh career but speaking of brandon graham um, he said oh yeah go ahead go ahead oh you're good i was just gonna like do you think uh oh man well there's just we'll 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 touch on the the non-important like the football stuff we'll touch on we have the whole off seasons ahead if you're a diehard eagles fan now is the time to tune into this show (laughs) for you um, off-season nerds free agency draft it's coming now do you think like Obviously, you, you, it's expected he's going to retire. I'm not asking you if he's going to all of a sudden want to come back and play, but do you think there's any world where perhaps he'd want some sort of role within the organization? I thought about if he – I feel like – I know obviously he has a family and the whole bit. I'm sure his wife can't wait for him to be home full time, yeah, but part yeah. of me feels like he might like try to try to, try to to coach with Stoutland and get, get the offensive Can line. you imagine? Like, it'll be, it's hard for me to – comprehend him separating himself from the game entirely obviously he has the new heights show and he has a whole media empire to this point that he'll that that will be uh that's already is successful so he'll be able to keep up with that it's it's the wear and tear on his body and that leads to like mental fit you can tell like he can barely like walk half the time you see him on the field just like barely keeping it together still fantastic center but still just like as far as i know he's in pain it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be a tough go for him if, if he does choose to continue to play but if not a great, a great career. I guess we should say this is the Philly Pod. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I'm your host, Victor Williams. Follow me on all social media platforms at the Philly Pod. The person who gave a nice heartfelt message to Jason Kelsey, Stephen Conrad Jr. Yeah, sorry, I feel like you're gonna him. have a lot of editing to do. I feel like I held my breath for like 30 seconds before. No, nope, I'm gonna just talk. let it go. This is just freelance. And so this it, is just this is just us after, session, after you the know? game therapy session. Exactly, exactly that. Um, if you enjoyed the show, guys, be sure to subscribe, rate five stars on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Uh, every review does help with the exposure of the show. So thank you guys for uh, tuning in, checking it out, keeping us among one of the top uh, rated Eagles podcasts out there on the uh, on the scene. Um, I mentioned Brandon Graham. Uh, speaking of him, he said that he would like 
to be back with the team for one more year, his farewell tour, as he called it earlier. So he expects to be back. I think that he would like, not like uh, Jason Kelsey to overshadow his retirement. I'm sure he doesn't really mm. care, but I'm sure he was like, yeah, I'm going to retire next it is year interesting. when Kelsey doesn't retire and, I'm, and I can be the focus. We haven't heard anything regarding Fletcher Cox. We haven't heard any really reports or whispers about the Eagles since the loss other than Kelsey, which is kind of yeah. strange. Usually you hear something, you hear something, but early indications uh, I've heard to this point are pointing Ooh. towards Nick Sirianni returning in 2024 and Brian Johnson not being here. Those are the early whispers that I've poked around and asked in this morning. So mm. uh, expect Sirianni back. And barring a, a drastic change, if they sit, obviously it's early, they sit and have conversations, figure out what the next move is. But barring any unforeseen discussions <laughs> that may lead in another direction, I think Nick Sirianni is going to be back in 2024. I do not think Brian Johnson, if he is back, it won't be as offensive uh, coordinator. So I ask you this, Stephen. We had this talk a couple, uh, I believe last week, if if the Eagles go into Tampa Bay and lose by two scores, is mm. Sirianni the head coach in 2024? And we both were leaning no. And uh, I think I think that Larry, he, he's typically not a knee-jerk guy. I, I, I mentioned on the last show as well about he has to see a season-long disaster before before he has to let guys go. This has been a two-month-long of the worst Eagles football I've seen in some time. Um, but if this is you now, Stephen, obviously we're still fresh off the loss, still kind of emotional from it. Um, but what do you think the Eagles need right now moving forward? Obviously, you're not going to move off Jalen Hurts. A lot of fans are saying, I don't, I don't know about him. He got paid. There's a lot being made about his emotion or lack thereof on the sideline. Obviously, the viral clip, the, the viral clip of Dallas Goddard and kind of giving him an earful. Some people are saying he wasn't even talking to Jerks. He was talking to the coach, but the coach was just looking like head down the whole time. So I don't know if we don't really know who Goddard was talking to, but if he was talking to Jalen Hurts, people are saying this isn't good for optics. Uh, Jalen Hurts leadership style, maybe, maybe not working with Sirianni's like over emotional, like maybe it's just not meshing. It's not working. Um, so there's a lot being made about that. So what kind of direction are you hoping for the Eagles to, as, as we endure what I'm sure will be a long off season. <laughs> well, before I uh, give my opinion, just to touch on what you had said about the coaching situation. Um, and obviously we will keep you guys posted, but um, I think that as far as, cause we did, you mentioned we touched on this heading into the playoff game. Like if they get blown out like 40 to 10, I mean, they basically did. Uh, 30, 32 to nine is close enough. <laughs> was an emba- absolutely embarrassing loss. Absolutely. Uh, you know, with that factor in firing them. And, you know, I, I feel like we saw a lot of Eagles fans on Twitter saying yes, but honestly, you, you nailed it. Like when it comes to Jeffrey Lurie, like if they were going to fire him, I, I'm not saying they're not going to all of a sudden, but I don't like, like you said, I don't think whatever happened in that game was going to be like the deciding factor. If they were going to fire him, that would have been a thought or an idea in their mind prior to it. It wouldn't have been heavily influenced by that game, you know? Uh, uh, you know, they're going to have meetings and stuff like that. So only time will tell you, you said you think it's more likely than not he's back. Um, I'll say this, if he's not back, if they decide to like to move on or whatever it is, um, it, it, it makes me really scared. Cause we mentioned that the list of coaches that are available, we've never seen such a class of coaches, free agent class pool, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I just hope if that's the direction they decide to go, if they want to move forward with somebody else, um, (laughs) it scares me for this reason, because a big, 
we should have seen this coming in the offseason last year. They didn't get the coordinators that they wanted on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. And it's because they waited around. Well, Gannon, it, Gannon had a hand in the whole Fangio. Mess. Fangio would have been here if Gannon, you know, didn't illegally, you know, so talk to the Cardinals you know, or whatever. I, I'm personally terrified of that. Um, you know, uh, we've talked time and time again about how at the end of the day, they did go 11 and six. That wasn't an absolutely embarrassing collapse. And there's a lot of people saying it's the worst collapse in Philly sports Dude, history. You lost six of seven to end the year, including I, getting I, blown, I, I don't got blown go out. There. And you got and, and a lot of those were embarrassing losses. Not like they were yes. close losses, like yes. embarrassing fashion. Like I, I don't want to go there. Like maybe it is, maybe it's not. I personally don't care to debate that. At the end of the day, it's a monumental collapse. Um, but this is where I transition to this point. I don't mean to hog up all the time, but I'm really interested interested to see what take you all think. you need. Take all you need. Interested what you you know what you think about this. Both the Eagles and Cowboys choked at the end of the day in the wild card round um obviously the eagles were on the road i i feel like the cowboys choke was definitely far worse uh they were they were way healthier than us they had a home game they were arguably the most dominant team in the league at home this year facing jordan love like a first year starting quarterback all that stuff but at the end of the day both teams lost and and choked in the biggest of moments when they first, were first of all Dak is ass <laughs> if you but, thought i was on the whole pod without hitting that but I don't know what to tell you. First of all, Dak is ass. First of all, Dak is ass. As much as I want to have fun, we really didn't get to get up here and have fun. With that that yeah, 24 man. hour, that was my Super Bowl this year, by the I way. Know. That collapsed by the Cowboys. But uh, there's something that is really similar to me in both circumstances when I sit back and look at both situations for both franchises, both NFC East teams. You want to know what it is? Mm. It's different with the Cowboys, but I feel like the Eagles actually got their own taste of that this season. Since they came off the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts got paid all that money, as he should have. I'm not here to question that. You know, being the face of the franchise, being in all these commercials, all this stuff, all these eyes on him, you know, he's got to be the guy, this, that. The Eagles are are, are this, I'm not going to say dynasty, but all eyes are on them. They had all these primetime games this season. It feels like they never played at 1 o'clock this year. And that was the Dallas Cowboys, or it has been the Dallas Cowboys the last 30 years, you know? And it's created this really tough situation for players in that organization because every time they take the field in big spots, especially the playoffs, they're always uptight. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I mean, my God, Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. Uh, all these players, all these, like the list goes on and on, the coordinators that they have. And it sort of felt like the Eagles were dealing with that situation, which is absurd to think about because it's Philadelphia, you know? Like it's, it's just crazy to think about. And I think at the end of the day, they lost sight. We sat, we sat here all season saying like, we don't know what their identity is. What's the identity of this team? You're right. They lost sight of it all they lost sight of their identity um it's like they went out of their way to like not have one like even like yesterday was it two on on the first on the first i think believe the first series everything's last night the the whole game's a blur to this point but i believe the first series they ran for two first downs no 
and then they just completely got yeah, away from like, it. Like the right, right when right. they start to get some momentum, they begin to establish, okay, we're going to stick to yes. the run, we're going to do this, and and they just go, completely go away from it. And they completely they they threw a slant to Devontae Smith, and he ran for forty plus yards, and they got away from that. The minute a slant works over the middle of the field, and you never saw it again. They got they 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 can't get they couldn't get out of their own way this season. Yep. And like we we're, we have so much to talk about. Like <laughs> personnel was a problem at the end of the day on defense. They were even in the beginning when they were healthy, they did play good, but at the end of the day, personnel was absolutely an issue on defense. The coordinators offensive scheme like don't get me started. But at the end of the day, yes, identity was the problem and they lost sight of like what it means in my opinion to be a Philadelphia Eagle like it looked it seemed like nobody was having fun it was constant frustration um like even Jalen Hurts the most stoic of people like I can't help but look back at last season and just how animated he was I know he's more stoic you saw all these reports this season especially from Jeff McClain about them and maybe he was right maybe he was right I'm not like I'm not saying Jalen Hurts has a leadership problem. That's his arguably his greatest strength. But I think maybe he there was some merit to what he was saying, and that's just like I think I think it's not for everybody, is what it is. I think his leadership style is not for some people. Need some people need like to be like yelled at. Like you know, well, some people need like that. They like the anime, so get in my face and tell me what I need to be do. And Jalen Hurts has said multiple well, times. Hold they up. ask him in press conferences, like, "Do you think you have? Do you think like your leadership style like works for players?" And he was like, "It depends on the players." So what you would is like his to think behind the style, scenes. though. Well, that's a good question. What do you What do you think it is? I'm asking you, because uh, like think, I think when it's... you when you assess Jalen Hurts his whole career, and he mentioned it like his press conference. I really recommend everybody go back and watch it, the one after the game, and really just sit and listen to what he's saying, like he mentioned evolving and and adapting a lot. And I think he'll take this one on the chin, all aspects from his, his, his mechanics, like whatever you want to say to his leadership style. But when you look at his, his football career, yeah, everybody's always viewed him as a great leader. He's got all these great intangibles, but like, my God guys, like, and I know he was paid a lot of money. And when you're paid all that money, it's time to, you know, be that guy, be, be the, the leader of the franchise. But I think it's honestly unfair what was asked out of him because he's never in his entire life. Like basically what they were asking him to do was it doesn't matter if anybody's hurt. It doesn't matter how bad the scheme is. And it doesn't matter if the players on the team don't even believe in the scheme. You have to put everything on your back with a broken finger, messed up knee, which by the way, will be very interesting to see. I don't think he was right ever since that knee issue as far as mobility. Uh, yeah, they just asked him to carry all that. And then on top of that, walk into that locker room and carry the locker room and everybody's heads are down and, you know, A.J. Brown is unhappy. All these guys are unhappy. It's unfair. Nobody does that. Mahomes doesn't even do that. They have Andy Reid. You know what I mean? They have all these great coordinators. Like, he needs some help. And and Howie and Jeffrey Lurie need to get him help from from the coaching staff, you know, on. You understand this, this what I'm goes, saying? This goes back to the disconnect of, of the offense. Um. McLean also, as well as Tim McMahon, has released uh, some some damning things <laughs> ahead of yesterday's game. That is going to be the precursor of the many stories I'm sure we will see mm-hmm. in the spring about the 2023 Eagles. McManus wrote, for those of you that didn't see, McManus reported on top of the struggles regarding the offensive struggles, Jalen Hurts' desired direction for the offense has not materialized. 
which mm. has been a source of disappointment for the franchise quarterback, according to a source with direct knowledge of Hurts' thinking. A disconnect between the visions of Sirianni, Hurts, and offensive coordinator Brian Johnson has affected the offense's ability to land on an identity, like we just spoke about. McManus continued, the offense became largely reliant on its gifted skill position players, namely A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, to win their one-on-one matchups on the perimeter with less of a focus on actually scheming the players open. In the early stages of the Eagles skid, Hertz was hoping the direction of the offense would change, the source familiar with Hertz's thinking said, believing they were overly reliant on vertical routes, four verts, and not mm-hmm. utilizing short to intermediate throws. Your favorite concept, Steven, the intermediate game. Particularly over the middle. Like week four on, all Yeah, literally. Particularly I'm not a genius. Over, particularly over the middle of the field where Brown has thrived in his career. In mm-hmm. short, the belief was there. Uh, I'm sorry. In short, the belief was there was too much flash over substance. A sentiment others on the offensive side of the ball has shared. So Sirianni believes that talent is going to talent will will make up for the lack of scheming. And for a while, it worked. They're throwing it to AJ worked for a lot. It worked for the majority of last season, and it worked for about half the year this year until defense is caught on, and they either focused on AJ Brown or, like the Bucks did down the stretch last, uh, last night, focus on Devontae Smith and make you use other guys. You had no Julio Jones; he had to come out of the game. It was Quez, Alameda, Zacchaeus, and Devontae Smith. Who are you going to put focus on? Obviously, Devontae Smith and Goddard drops don't help at all, which is why him. Giving chirping at Hurts on the sideline didn't really sit well because I was like, you dropped a couple passes, got it. So I, I understand he was open on some stuff with, um, you know, there were some free runners coming off the edge coming after Hurts and and Hurts had to, uh, Hurts had to, you know, throw an outlet pass to Gainwell a couple of times. But uh, I think that that lack of identity is the biggest culprit of the of, of of this offense, and we're praying that whether it's Sirianni next season with new coordinators or they bring in a new guy altogether. They have to establish an identity if they want to maximize Hertz, especially when this new contract kicks in. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm not sure if that McManus thing that you mentioned is the same thing, but I saw something earlier on Twitter that heading into this season, Sirianni's mindset was pretty much what you had just said. And as far as the offense goes, it's not about adding new plays. It's more so getting better at what we already do and then maybe adding more wrinkles to that. So like when like just we, see like just see I hate to compare to Dallas because obviously we, we don't like them, but like if you you see how they free up CD Lamb, see how the Rams free up like Puka oh, Nakua. Yeah, no, like, you you Puka Nakua going for two hundred yeah. yards a game. Smitty is well, and highly, highly, highly like, capable of that. You know, obviously, absolutely. There needs to be more offense in the middle of the field in the passing game, the intermediate game, but also like it's time to just take this one on the chin. Like you can't be dead last in motion. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need to lead the league in motion and be some like Mike McDaniel type offense. Cause I'm not sure that's the fix, but like, you just can't be dead last. You can't have, I mean, you saw it last night. Like Devonte takes a slant, like he just his yak ability, his ability to separate. Like I just, I just can't imagine him in an offense where he's featured more in those types of routes 
you saw it last year featured more in those types of routes i will get say some motion say, going whatever it is not to not to cut you off i will say like it, obviously we love aj don't take this as a aj and use the go or anything but it was fun to see the potential that Devontae could be. I know, Stephen, you don't like the term alpha, but seeing as it, like, if he was like the, the like you mentioned, the feature wide receiver, it was good to see Smitty remind everybody, like, yeah, I could be. I just know. <laughs> if AJ wasn't here, I could be that guy. Uh, but obviously, we love them both here, and 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 they complement each other well. But it was it was fun to watch, just, just for a game, what Smitty could do on his own. Yeah, oh, I absolutely agree with you. It's actually, you know, it's what I said on the he last pod. One pass, I was like, had that nod, like you knew he was locked in. Oh, I was yeah. like, thank God, the smallest guy on the field has the most heart right now. For yeah, this he was like, he was special last night. Um, and if there's any positives to take from it, it's that. Like, hey, you feel very good about there's him anything the Eagles should have done today. Forward. If there's anything the Eagles should have done today, it's hand Devontae Smith a blank check because he mm. he proved his worth in a game that really had nothing nothing to write home about. Yeah, especially in a game, by the way, where uh, I believe the stat, I'm not sure if it, it held up, but at the end of the game, that was the least amount of uh, time Jalen Hurts had to get throws off. Like, it was the quickest pressures he faced, I believe. It was at, like, two and a half seconds, two seconds, mm-hmm. which is absurd. And I think it tied for the quickest in the NFL this season, which says a lot because, like, all the pressure was on Devontae Smith then to win – get open like do all those things especially on this offense yikes yeah i don't even want to get into the route concepts that went down in this game but or lack yeah. thereof yeah and, and really quickly uh yeah let's let's talk about that then so this game if you didn't watch a single eagles game this year if you didn't tune into the radio the the narrative around the team all this year if you just watch this game you got a taste of everything this season like everything uh, yeah, I mean, opposing quarterbacks absolutely terrorizing our secondary, poor tackling, the offense showing, like, brilliance and, and greatness from certain players from time to time, uh, really bad scheme. Like, you, you just saw it all. You saw it all. Um, You mentioned how they came out and ran the ball the first two plays. Like, I don't even want to get into, like, how they lost this game or anything like that. Oh, they lost it. Is DeAndre Swift had four carries for 16 yards in the first half. I don't even think, like, dude, you deserve to lose if Baker Mayfield, with the injuries he has, is going to just carve you up like that. I'm sorry. Like, I can, and yeah, the offense only scored nine points. That's the bottom line. But uh, I don't even care to get into it. I'm so relieved this season's over. This team didn't deserve. They maximized. So that's the thing. When you go back to the very beginning in this past offseason, they maximized themselves. 11 and six, they, they tried to promote. Brian Johnson to be the offensive coordinator. Sirianni's mindset was instead of adding new plays and new wrinkles, we're just going to get better at the things we already do, which is insane to think about because everybody has tape on you. 11 and six with all those circumstances, um, you know, completely ignoring linebacker and safety, bringing back, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Don't, I can't do it. James Bradbury might be the worst. And it sucks to say this, bad. but I don't know him. It seems like he's a cool guy, but and he had a great season last year, but might be the worst player in the NFL. He got benched in this game, and they bring him back in one of Did the they first bench him? plays. Did they bench I'm pretty, him? He, I'm pretty oh sure he got goodness. benched for Ringo, uh, as he should. I he's did see complete. Ringo in there. I didn't realize it was just because they pulled, they yanked Bradbury. My goodness. You know what? I'm going to do it. I, I've been a nice guy this whole time, but oh, I, I, I don't owe James Bradbury anything. He was great last year, but... 
I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. This guy is collecting a check. He mailed the season in. He might be toast and maybe his body can't do anything for him, but he's toast and he pisses me off because he got bitched pre-game before the Niners game. And if you just have any ounce of pride, like obviously the players should have stood up for him, but he didn't do anything to help himself. And he's just like quiet. He doesn't say a whole lot. He mailed the season in. Cut I don't this think, guy. I don't, I don't think. I don't think his body just can can do it anymore. Like like I tweeted yesterday. Like there's losing a step. Like as we said, cornerbacks lose a step, and then there's falling off a cliff. And the latter is James Bradbury. There's falling off like Grand Canyon sized cliffs. Like I've never seen such yeah, a substantial like, decline from 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 last season. You just can't miss those tackles. Yeah, like I understand up, if your steps. And part slow. of that is coaching. Part of that is coaching. You got it. You got it. Uh, he's a veteran and he's getting paid all this they money. They coach, but they tackle. coach angles. They coach angles too. And they just, just poor angles, poor pursuit angles from. from yeah, you're from probably everybody. right, but. I, I just from everybody involved. James Radbury yesterday in coverage six targets, five receptions. The only one was dropped by Mike Evans. The only incompletion was the one that Mike Evans oh, dropped. And just, if Mike Evans catches a couple passes, this game is probably like 52 to 9. So it was it could have been much, much worse. Uh, James Bradbury allowed 108 yards, four first downs, and a touchdown in this game. I think it's safe to say that he will not be here next season. Uh, well, obviously, as the offseason goes on, we'll address contracts and post-June 1st cuts and seeing what's feasible and what's not and, and all that stuff. But I think it's a pretty safe bet that James Bradbury – well, will not be here next year. Slay is another story. Slay got hurt. Um, he came back to play in this game. He got hurt, and I believe had to be carted off. So uh, we'll, we'll get an update on him as we assess the future of this team as well. They have definitely have to get younger, play guys like Ringo, Eli Ricks. We'll see what they do in the draft. Um, you have Isaiah Rogers coming in off of suspension. I assume he's going to uh, apply for reinstatement from his uh, gambling suspension. So we'll see how all that uh, shakes out. So now the question becomes, obviously, the coaching is going to be a hot topic up until up until if and when the Eagles ever come out and say we're, we're sticking with Sirianni moving forward, and then we'll deal with those reactions. But there's a lot of the, – the debate right now is, like, do you bring back Sirianni with new coordinators? Do you just clean house and bring in a whole new coaching staff, new head coach, new coordinators, the whole bit? And, Steven, we had a discussion a little bit earlier today off air about if Sirianni – even if Sirianni is retained – and he brings in a new offensive coordinator to help out or whatever, is this going to be the same situation as it was with Brian Johnson? It's Sirianni's offense. He's just going to call plays. Is there going to be any consideration for new offensive concepts if you bring in a new thing? I feel like the only real change we are going to see is if the Eagles bring in a new head coach altogether because you don't want another, like, unless Sirianni sits and really looks in the mirror and says, I have to make changes. I don't know why it would take an offseason to do that rather than maybe he just was like, it's too late in the season for me to make substantial changes. So I'm just, we're just going to go ride it out. I'm not going to, but then if that was the thought process, you went ahead and fired, essentially fired your defensive coordinator midway through the season as well. So there's a lot of, a lot of things to consider here. I just don't know how much change we should expect if Sirianni is still here, especially offensively. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, if like, you, you want to bring come, in a new offensive court just to be a middleman again, like that doesn't that doesn't solve yeah, anything. And that's what I'm saying. And like it comes, yeah, it comes down to Sirianni looking in the mirror. But you know what? Everybody does. Everybody does. Howie, Jeffrey Lurie. I mean, we didn't even touch on like. I don't want to say more importantly because at the end of the day, it's an offensive league. You have all that talent on offense. It's always going to be the strong suit of this team. 
But the defensive coordinator thing is important too, and the philosophy on defense. I think they may have to completely rethink everything there. It might be time to just like, and maybe it is just a personnel thing. Maybe their scheme could work. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say about that. It'll be really interesting to see what they do. Um, I hope they act quickly. I'm not really sure. Knowing the Eagles, they don't want they don't want to head into like you know all all of this with uncertainty. They'll they'll come out relatively quickly and 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 let us know what is what is uh what is what is happening per uh my god per NFL team tendencies. The Eagles targeted the middle of the field on 11 percent of pass plays last season. That's the lowest in the NFL. The NFL average is 19.9 percent this season. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm already saying last season because uh, well, in my I mean, mind the season's over. But yeah, I'm already saying this season eight on an NFL on an NFL low. Given the personnel, that should not be the case. 11 percent of your passes have been over the middle of the field this season. That is not that is not ideal. Per bet online AG, which is an offshore sports book, the highest odds for next Eagles head coach if Sirianni is not here. Mike Vrabel is the favorite. We talked about him on the last show, former Titans uh, head coach, former coach of the year a few seasons ago. Mike Vrabel is the odds-on favorite. Right underneath him, Steven's favorite candidate, Bill Belichick, is underneath him as the next mm-hmm. favorite. Then you have Bobby Slowick, Texans offensive coordinator, had uh, has some responsibility for uh, C.J. Stroud and his emergence this season. You have Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, who will undoubtedly be a head coach next season. He has a few interviews already. Then Jim Harbaugh, who was probably going to the uh, to the Chargers, and then Frank Smith, Mike McDonald, Dan Quinn, all behind them. So Stephen, I I don't even know why I'm asking you this, but if 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 they clean house, Sirianni's out of here. I assume your top choice is Bill Belichick for 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 a replacement. I I would prefer Mike Vrabel, even though I've gotten some pushback on that because he's a defensive guy and he's not that great, and he didn't have. A great resume in Houston or whatever. I think he would bring a good culture to the team. I think he's he's he would be tougher on the players. I do think that he would mesh well. Obviously, there's a relationship with AJ Brown there as well, and you can bring in a true offensive guy to re to recreate the offense. Mike Rabel will focus on the defense. You'll bring in another offensive minded guy to handle to handle the offense, and we'll mm. get some we'll get some uh, innovation there. What is your thoughts on <laughs> the potential new head coach in the, for the Eagles in 2024? The, I yeah, I mean, I guess I'm still leaning as Bel- Belichick as my first choice. If we move on, you're more than leaning on the last episode. So I nothing. I don't know. I'm just yet. thinking. I'm just yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking so deeply about this. I, it's hard to say. Um, the one thing that does scare me, and maybe it's something we'll just have to look further into, mm-hmm. but it seems like the head coaching market is so so good. It's rich, but right like now, yeah. the coordinator market scares me. Like maybe I just don't know enough about the league and the coordinators that are available. Well, not everybody will get hired as a head coach. Whoever doesn't get hired will take coordinator jobs. You know, <laughs> even though well, there's eight. What is there? Eight vacancies right now. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We'll to, I, I don't know. All that, all that shit. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. I, I I just I do feel like I think you're right. I think uh, I think I'm at the point now where I think Sirianni may be coming back. I think I think I think that's the safe bet. I think he comes back with new coordinators because, like we said, you go to the playoffs in three straight seasons. You just you were just a season removed from going to the Super Bowl. And Larry, like I said, we we've said it countless times to this point. Historically, doesn't just let go of guys. He's not a knee jerk guy. They'll they'll keep him because you don't want a, another year of hurts and his new contract and him trying to get acclimated with a new coach. You want some type of continuity in the building. So at least if you maintain the head coach, bring in a couple new minds, 
and you pray that Sirianni isn't so stubborn to the point where he refuses to switch things up. You can't just be like, all right, it didn't work last year. Maybe we could try it again. Like you, you, you got to stare in the face of adversity and hopefully hurts whoever the new offensive coordinator is. And Nick Sirianni can get their heads together and get back on track. And for the love of God, throw in the middle of the field. You did it once yesterday to Devontae and it was a, it was a 40 yard gain. And now, and then, and then you never did it again. So there, there has to be some changes. There's going to be some changes in the coming weeks. And I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of uh, rumors. Uh, there's going to be a lot of drama involved because this wasn't just a normal, like a team is bad. They're just bad. They have bad players. It, it is what it is. Like you, a team, this doesn't happen to teams with good players. When you have teams like when you have players like Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, this this kind of collapse doesn't happen regardless of what the personnel is. And we are going to see a lot of speculation <laughs> down the road of what really happened on in that locker room. Any final points, Stephen? Of course, we talked about uh, Jason Kelsey and the and the stellar career that he has put together. We had a feeling he would retire, um, and that is all but certain to this point. A very very great career from Jason Kelsey. Cam Jurgens. Uh, is going to be next man up. Hopefully, he's not going to be eight yards downfield after every snap because this man oh, just you assumes. You think he's the center? Yeah, I think so. I think he's the center. They throw in uh, Tyler Steen at right guard, and they'll 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 roll that way. Mm. Um, I think is I think is the direction they will go, and that's what came. Well, that's that's actually what Landon Dickerson was drafted for, and then Kelsey stuck around, and now Cam Jurgens <laughs> will that, will be here. That's interesting. You don't well. think Dickerson would make a better center? He's a Pro Bowl left guard. They're not going to move him yeah. off that. Yeah, they're you're not right. Move, they're not going to move him off that. So uh, right guard, Cam Jurgens only been there for 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 a little bit. I think they'll slide him over to center. Yeah, let him play his natural Jergens position. Will thrive more at that position, right? Yeah. Well, let's hope he doesn't think every play is an RPO and he's just running downfield as soon as he as soon as he uh, snaps it. So that'll be coaching, um, man. Coaching, yes. Yeah, Stoutland, if Kelsey sticks around in training camp, I'm sure he'll poke in and and give some give some tips and. All that fun stuff. Any final words on this show we want to come up? We'll have a more structured show later in the week as we get our off-season plans together. Uh, we just want to get on here and kind of vent and talk about the uh, the crushing but expected <laughs> end to the Eagles season. Anything else from you, Steven? I just hope this is the reality check for Howie and Jeffrey Lurie, you know. Um, for Jeffrey Lurie, we talked about it this whole podcast. Like as far you saw as, Lurie in that press box, yeah, that man, that was not a happy man. He's he's going to do something. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Just hope he gets it right. Um, as far as the head coaching thing and the coordinator thing, um, who has the better chance of returning next season, Mike McCarthy or, or Nick Sirianni? Sirianni. Yeah, yeah, McCarthy's out of there. I would think he and Jerry loves himself some Belichick. They they'll they'll probably figure out a way to get that done. Belichick is the favorite to to mm. to be in Dallas next year. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of betting odds, but there's some um, changes coming in the NFC East. Rivera's already gone, right? It's going to be a whole new NFC East next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then as far right, and I just yeah, I just hope it's a reality check for Howie. Like, look, man, I'm not saying Howie's on mid-season, the mid season free like agents that, can't save you every year. Man. Yeah, it's, and and, and <laughs> like I I just can't get this one thing out of my mind. Like when we, when we won the Super Bowl that year, when he like who was it that he went to and he said I won this for you or something? What did he yeah. say? Yeah, wasn't a good that, that just keeps popping into my mind and it's just like well dude you know what you're a big reason why this season went the way it did from from approving of the coordinators to that you're absolutely terrible roster construction on defense you know um he has to get it right has to have a good draft good well, make it make it team. make it let it be known that they expected nicobe dean to be healthy and to take a step they expected the defensive line Can't to not that. decline they didn't Can't expect the defensive line to 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 decline the way it did you had jordan davis you had uh, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter kind of kind of cooled down at the end of the season. 
Um, Reddick didn't make an impact, but again, that's coaching. He's dropping back in coverage. Got a lot of things to fix and figure out defensively as well. You invest too much into your defensive line to not be productive. They got sacks yesterday. We can say that. They did get after Mayfield yesterday, but it's just not that poor tackling is hard to overcome. And if you yep. miss a tackle and you let Trey Palmer run for 50 yards, it's 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 not fun for anybody. So a lot of a lot of reflection is going to be needed this offseason to your point. Yes, Steven. Mm-hmm. Uh and we mentioned how if, if Sirianni comes back, he needs to change up his mindset a little bit. Well, it's time for Howie Roseman to change his mindset. You, you, you can't ignore positions anymore, especially ones that hurt you all season. Linebacker, safety, maybe even corner if you want to go there. But I think they're, they should be fine. I, I'd like them to address it. But I'm not as concerned as I am about linebacker and safety. Um I mean, they do have some young guys. I mean, honestly, you, and that's the thing, you can't bank on it. As far as I'm concerned, Cindy Brown is in the uh, N'Kobe Dean territory. Young players, sure, they may have potential and talent, but I don't care about that. You go out there in the offseason, maybe it's in free agency or, or, or trade, and, and you get a you get a proven talent at, at both of those positions, in my opinion, and maybe even you draft more. But you can't you can't bank on guys. Honestly, you can't even just bank on guys that you're going to draft and – I swear it's time to draft the best player available in the first round. You got to pick pick 22. I believe it is. And I, you have two second round picks. Give me the best player available. Uh, you mentioned it even before we got on air, people saying we should have drafted. Uh, you said, who, who was it? Kyle Hamilton instead of over Jordan Davis people. There's Jordan a lot Davis. of, um, there's a lot of Brian branch over Nolan Smith takes going around now. Of course, all that in hindsight would have been better. Well, as, as far as both Nolan guys Smith go sack, sack yesterday, by the way, Nolan Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and he, I'll say this, I'll say this for both guys. Uh, Jordan Davis got a lot of opportunity this year. I feel like Nolan Smith was buried in the rotation. Didn't really get to play a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. They both have a lot of talent. Um, obviously, Jordan Davis has shown us he can be a good player in this league, but definitely some things to be concerned about. I'll say this. I'm not comparing them in any way, but I'll just say this. We, we One of the first things we got up here and said on this podcast, we, we talked about Jason Kelsey, and we talked about Brandon Graham, who I'm looking at right now. I have a poster of him on my wall. Oh, God. They, they, their, their early tenure in this franchise for both players was not very good. Brandon Graham was viewed as a bust, and Jason Kelsey struggled early in his career. So all I'm saying is, yeah, fans wanted Earl Thomas, good. Earl Thomas over Brandon Graham. They were screaming for so. But you got to develop talent too, and guess what? That comes with coaching. Yep, yep. And there's gonna, we're gonna have to see what it is. The Eagles decide to do down the road. That's why a part of me would be intrigued with Bill Belichick, by the way. Yeah, okay. I'm just I knew, like, I knew we were going to come back around eventually. I'm there. I'm there. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. What if he came here as our defensive coordinator? Yeah, he's not doing that. He'll be a head coach yes, he or he's is. not coaching at all. That's the way <laughs> we, had this, we had this conversation. Jeremiah Trotter, you are an Eagle. Eagles got to figure it out. Use that same Are we pick sure he's Jeremiah a first-round talent? He's a second round talent. That's why I said use that Saints pick, that fiftieth overall. He'll be there. Mm. He'll be there. He'll, he's a second round talent for sure. Which still would be the highest asset they used on a linebacker. <laughs> on a linebacker since like since like before I was conceived. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> if you guys are going to be draft nerds like we are, mock drafts. We're, we're doing the whole bit uh, off season long. Oh, as far career. as offense goes, really quickly, I, I somehow forgot to mention this. We say here, well, we we, get, we got you all off season. This is the place mm. to be. But I'll just say this. We're going to have a new center snapping Jalen Hurts the ball. There is no better time to completely change up the scheme and mindset. It's time to go under center. Look at these guys going under center. Look at these offenses. 
Jordan Love. Oh my God, he looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. CJ Stroud under center, play action, boot passes, even just throwing simply from under center, a different look. <sighs> is the uh, is the tush push going to be just as effective with Cam Jurgens? You know center? what? I thought about that today, and it made me so sad, man. It made me sad because, <laughs> like, it's just sad. Like, all these dumbasses out here that want to play band, little do they know, we had the two best guys possible running it, your center and your quarterback, you know? Yeah. It's just yeah. sad. I'm sad, man. I'm, I'm really sad. I hope hope this isn't – I mean, it is it. I mean, he's it probably done, it. but I, I, it's just <laughs> – it's just, it's just so sad, man. It's just sad. We spent so much time looking forward to the Eagles season, and now it's over. And Kelsey will not be on that field moving forward. It's going to be a tough reality when you don't see him out there next year. But like Steven said, we have you all off-season long mock drafts, free agency, rumors, news, the whole bit. We're going to have you covered all off-season long. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to this edition of the Philly Pod brought to you by thelibertyline.com. I'm your host, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at the Philly Pod. Do the same for my co-host, Stephen Conrad Jr. Be sure to rate the show, subscribe, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Rate five stars, leave those reviews. We will catch you guys later in the week when I'm sure we will hear some type of news of which direction the Eagles are going to be headed coaching-wise, personnel-wise, whatever the situation is, we will be right here to talk about it when it does happen. But until then, guys, we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace out from the Philly Pod. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.